0: done is better than perfect because so many times we get held back from that fear of actually hitting that goal. There's three possibilities. You either hit the goal, you've surpassed the goal, or you fail. And the most valuable thing that you can do is actually fail.
1: Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur, the podcast that helps you expand your reach and convert that reach into clients so you can lead your tribe with confidence and create change in the world while living the life you desire. And now your host, certified business coach and consultant, Mariana Ruiz. Want to increase your sales without so much hustle? Oh my gosh. Let's talk about doing funnels. Funnels are like the thing right now, but whether it's challenge, a tripwire, a webinar, or even getting people on the phone, guess what? All of that is the same. It's a sales process and what some people call funnels, Okay. And I wanna help you with your sales process because here's the thing, when you can really master and improve that process, you will get more sales in your business. Normally inside of my six month coaching program, what I do is I actually look at everything that my clients do. I look at all of their copy, all of their emails, everything that they're doing inside of a launch or outside of a launch. And really, I wanna bring that element to a small intensive for you. So what I wanna do is offer you the opportunity for me to look at all of your emails, all of your copy, whether it's a challenge, a funnel, a webinar, or a sales call, I will actually listen to your sales call. Yeah, you heard that, right? Okay. So in order to get this amazing offer, it's called a funnel intensive. You can find it at impactdrivenentrepreneur.com slash work with me. You can purchase there right away. Or if you want to get on the phone and just make sure it's a good fit for both of us, I'd be happy to chat with you. Let's optimize that sales process so that you can start generating more sales in your business without the grind. Hey there, and welcome back to the impact driven entrepreneur podcast. Today we have Angie DeRosa. She is a transformational mindset coach who helps women build their confidence, courage, and clarity so that they can create the impact and income that they desire. She's also a single mom to an amazing toddler who I got to meet a few weeks ago yeah. and reminds her daily why she stepped into the entrepreneurial world. Welcome, Angie. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I am so excited. so tell us a little bit about how you got started because I think that story shows a lot of courage and we can really start to glean some awesome insights from there
0: yeah totally so I came from the corporate space when I grew up it was always like you need to go to school get a job and stay there forever doesn't matter if you're happy or not like it's security right like I'm the youngest of six that's what's been drilled into me and I did that, and I did it really well, and I worked for the same Fortune 500 company here in Canada for 16 years before I had my daughter, before I had my first child, my only child, and it was at that time that I decided, so in Canada, we get a year mat leave, <laughs> I decided that I couldn't go back. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was like, I can't go back. My daughter was like my wake-up call. That's what I would say. My daughter saved my life, because before that, I was just going to work. I was good at my job. I enjoyed the people at my job. But to me, I just felt like I was surviving. I was a drone. So I would just wake up, do it all over the next day. You know, I was working 12, 14 hour days. And to me, I was like, well, this is life. This is just what life is all about. Got to do it. Right. But once I had my daughter, it was like something just clicked in me that I was like, I can't do this. And I have no idea what I'm going to do. So (laughs) I did what every responsible new mother would do. And I just left. I just left without a safety net, without a savings, without a plan, and I just decided that I wasn't going to go back to work. Everyone thought I was crazy. My mom was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're a mom now. You got to be more responsible. What's going on? And I, all I knew was, I'll figure it out. I have no idea what direction I'm going to go into, but I'll figure it out. My daughter's father I was with my boyfriend at the time, and he was like, what the heck are you doing? Like, you got to go find another job. So I had everybody telling me that I was crazy. Like something was wrong with me. Why would you do that? You had a secure job, 16 years, benefits, all the bells and whistles, so to speak, making good money. And now you're leaving. Now what? But for some reason, I just knew that I would figure it out. And I've never been an entrepreneur. I've never even had A desire to be one. Like in my mind, an entrepreneur was someone who owned their business, but for me, it was like a brick and mortar business, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just figured out. I actually didn't start by going into coaching. I just started by, I actually hired my first coach for my product based business because I was making my daughter's products. My second love is natural products and stuff. I'm the crunchy mom. So I actually hired my first coach to help me turn my products that I was already making for my daughter into a business. And it was through coaching with her that she's like, What the heck are you doing? You need to be doing this. You should really be helping other women. Because every time we talk, that's what you're talking about inspiring and helping other women step into their power or lean into their fear or stop surviving in life and start thriving and stuff. So that's how I kind of got exposed
1: to coaching. It was
0: by hiring
1: my first coach. (laughs) I love that. So I think there was just so much from your story. One of the most important things that really stood out to me is you really trusting that you would figure it out yes yeah that was huge for me (laughs) yeah even though there were naysayers and I feel like that is something that I trusted a Mm -hmm. lot too and so when somebody is feeling fear right it's not that you don't have fear like was it still scary oh my gosh okay, I'm going to try not to swear
0: because I don't think we can swear on this, but I was literally scared shitless. I was, I'm not going to lie. And then a year later, like I'm still kind of figuring out my business and stuff. And then add another layer of fear when I separated. So now I've made the decision to become a single mom. So it's, I don't know, it's like, I'm just this fear junkie or something. I have no idea. I'm like, well, let's add another layer of scariness to this. And my boyfriend and I, my daughter's father and I broke up. So to me, I was like, okay, now remove this safety net that I still didn't feel like I had, but I still did have because we were living together and everything, right? So yeah, I was still scared. (laughs) It wasn't like, oh yeah, no, this is easy. I was crying like, oh my God, did I make the right decision? But then I'm like, of course, because when I thought of the alternative of, going back to work or staying with my ex in the situation. Not that he's a terrible guy, but it was just not the right situation for me. I was like, I can't live like this. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather just figure it out and try something new. Because to me, I was like, I already know what's going to happen if I go back to work. I already know what's going to happen if I stay in this relationship. What I don't know, which is fear, right? Fear is what you don't know, is what would happen if I did leave corporate, or if I did leave this relationship, the unknown is scary. We always look at it like a negative thing, but what if it's better? I mean, we know it's going to be different, but different is not a bad thing, right? And it's that different that we're afraid of because it's the unknown. So it's like, what if we're afraid of the very thing that we want? Because we already know what we have and we know we don't like that. So let's try to go for something else and see what's there.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think you totally nailed it. Where you are is probably worse than where you, like paving the path that's scary, but also could be better, right?
0: Yeah. So you might as well take a chance on that, right? Because you already know where you, and that's the thing, right? We stay in our comfort zone because it's comfortable, not because we like it, but because we know what to expect. Like if you think about staying in a relationship, right? You know what to expect. You know that, you know, you can't mention these things or there's going to be a blow up or whatever. You know that this is how things need to be or else you're going to have this uncomfortable conversation. So you avoid it, but you know what Mm -hmm. to expect. Whereas if you leave that comfort zone, you have no idea what to expect, but it could be the very thing that you're looking for. Just the possibilities are endless. I know it sounds so cliche, but it really is. You just go for that but it's still scary just because you go for it. It doesn't mean that you're like, yeah, I know it'll work out. I know everything's going to happen exactly. But it's like, well, what if it doesn't happen exactly as you wanted, but you get something even better? Mm -hmm. Like there's just so many what ifs, you know, like what if what's happening right now is exactly perfect for me? Exactly.
1: And I love the attitude of like, I'll figure it out. Right. Like I like to think Everything's happening for me, not to me, right? Yes. (laughs) And yet I will figure it out. It's also so empowering. It's also like, yeah, but no matter what happens, even if it seems like it's to me and not for me, or even if Mm -hmm. it feels like it could be really bad, I know that I will always figure it out.
0: Yes. And that's where the trust comes in, right? Mm -hmm. That's the huge trust thing. And it's something that I still work on daily. Is trusting myself to know that I'll figure it out. And of course, when you decide that you want to do something, you have an idea of what you want, right? Obviously, because you're heading in that direction. But knowing that, okay, not even if I don't get this, I just go for, okay, this is what I want and know that whatever I come up against, I'll figure it out. If I need to pivot, if I need to change directions completely, if I need to stop, take two steps back and then go in another direction, it's fine. I will figure out what needs to get done and I'll make it happen based on what I know at that time, right? Because as you're moving forward, you're collecting new information, right? So the information I have right now is not the same as the information I'm going to have tomorrow. So I will figure it out based on the information I have at the exact moment that I need to make a decision. But so many times we want to know right now, all the different possible scenarios so we can have it all planned out. And then that's what stops you from moving forward. Yeah. The whole analysis
1: paralysis, right? Like, yep, exactly. But if I only knew all of the ways I could launch, I could just pick the best way that I could launch. And then what I find most of the time is that people are really just avoiding the thing by trying to either learn all the stuff or make everything just right and everything just perfect. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, procrastinate. So I'm going to wait till I figure out all the possible ways so I can have the perfect launch. And it's like, done is better than perfect. Again, it's cliche for a reason. Done is better than perfect. I love seeing people launch things or go on video or even do a post or whatever, a blog post and just say something if you need to correct it afterwards or... You know, if you're stuttering in your video, like me, I always say like and um, and I'm like, forget it. I've learned to accept that I'm exactly perfect, just the way that I am. And the more that I do it, the better I'll get. And not only the better, I don't know if I'm getting better or if I'm just learning to accept myself more that this is what I sound like. I say um, I say like, that's what I do. So I'm good with it. I prefer to see that as opposed to a perfectly, if I'm watching a video that seems too perfect, so to speak, I'm not attracted to
1: that because... I like just the more raw, real, whatever. Me too, personally. And I think like we both have always resonated with each other because of that, right? Like we're just very (laughs) down to earth, very real. Right.
0: But I find that when I see people that could be their normal self, which is totally great, but it will deter me because then we'll naturally compare to that. And I'll be like, oh, I can't go on video unless I have that or unless I sound like that, or look like that, right? Like, that's what so many of us fall into is that comparisonitis, right?
1: Totally, totally. And we've done episodes on that. So we can definitely link to that in the show notes on avoiding comparisonitis, because I think it's a really big thing, right? It's like, let's just go there, right? Like, especially when you have kids and like the real truth behind the scenes is like the messy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, I might have popcorn in my hair at this point. I just don't know right now. <laughs> like, And then there's, you know, the perfectly polished live streamer who's like, oh, I will never be like that. Right. And so what ends up happening is, if you haven't worked out this courage piece, then you're actually afraid to show up because it's not how so-and-so shows up or how you're thinking that it needs to look so I think one of the simple things right is probably like shifting what our idea of perfect is
0: yes yes exactly I don't even like the word perfect but again just like any word we all have our own definition of something of what things mean to us right so you know I'm perfect just the way I am But the word perfect to me, it's, I don't know, it doesn't really exist in my vocabulary. My daughter says to me, she's three and a half. She says to me the other day, practice makes perfect. I'm like, no, honey, practice makes progress. Where did you learn that? You know, because I don't want her to think that she has to be perfect. Right. So I was like, practice makes progress. So that's what she says now. And I'm like, yes. But yeah, it's once we start comparing. But what I like is that our imperfections that actually resonate with people, because that's what I get. That's what I'm attracted to with other people when I see them or it's just their personality. It's just who they are. I like that they're not quote unquote perfect, but to me, that's perfect. You know what I mean? The fact that they're not perfect is perfect for me.
1: Love that. And I feel like being vulnerable makes you a better leader and a better, just an overall better depiction of who you truly are, right? Like you don't have to be somebody you're not. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to all that stuff, right? So- I want to give some really concrete examples, right? So one of the things we were talking about before we started recording was that, like, Angie just went to a live event and she said some people ran into her and they were like, you're just like you are in your live streams and how that's like the biggest compliment in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, that's always been a thing, right? I just show up in my live streams, like no makeup, no hair, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And For the longest time, I had like very unprofessional, and I don't mean like sexually or anything, right? But like unprofessional, like non professional photos, right? And I had a bunch of photos done and they are great, but I also feel like they're a little too polished for me. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend do some photos of me that were just like, us in the backyard of a retreat we were at. And those, I love those. And I use those actually like a lot more. Right. And so I think there's so many facets of this. It's like, okay, how are you coming out in your branding? Are you really coming out authentically you and just showing up as yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's so true because I've actually what you say about the
0: pictures, I feel the same. I actually love my pictures. I want to take new ones just because I'm like, they're a year old now. Not that that matters, but I've had so many compliments of people being like, Oh my God, they're literally just me like in nature, which is so me. And they are professional because a professional took them, but they're really just me doing regular things, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I've had so many people be like, I love your pictures. Like they just seem so you. And I'm like, that's, amazing that's a huge compliment because I'm like that is me you will see me dress like that it's like jeans and whatever Mm -hmm. like a top and like one of them I'm like throwing leads up in the air like you know what I mean just simple kind of things but I agree with you like even some of them that are edited to take out my skin imperfections I'm like oh I don't like those as much because I don't have even skin and I don't wear makeup so yeah I'm totally about just fully being you and natural. So yeah, having people come up and be like, Oh, my God, you look exactly like your profile picture, or, oh, my gosh, you're exactly like you're on video. I'm like, thank you. Like, I hope so.
1: Yeah, because
0: yeah, that's a massive compliment.
1: Yeah. And I feel like sometimes that is part of the courage, right? If we've been hiding parts of ourselves or afraid of being vulnerable or afraid of not following the 20 step formula, like, it can be so tempting to be like, "Well." is that not going to really show up as sales, right? Yes.
0: Courage and confidence are not exactly the same, but they do go hand in hand because you need to have the confidence to take that step out and be okay with where you're at, at this exact moment in your life or in your business or with who you are, right? Like maybe you're 20 pounds heavier than you'd like to be, or maybe you have a huge zit on your face or whatever, but you're still putting yourself out there anyways. And, you know, if you want to move beyond your comfort zone, right? Like that whole line, that bubble, right? Like you're at the edge of your bubble kind of thing. It is going to be painful in a sense of, it's not just going to be easy breezy or else you would have done it. Right. But it's more like, okay, but are you ready? You know? So Half the time when I take these steps forward, I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm ready, but I'm ready to take that step, but I'm not ready to like all my ducks aren't in a row, so to speak. But again, it's that trust of knowing that you'll figure it out. So when I say like, are you ready? I'm not saying like, oh my God, do you have all the possible scenarios taken care of and all your I's dotted and your T's crossed, so to speak. It's more of, are you ready to figure shit out? and pivot if you need to, or take that step back, or be like, whoops, I messed up, this is what I actually meant, okay, like it's okay, because the whole reason that we set these goals of like, this is what I want to reach this month, or I want to reach this many people, and impact this many people, or have these money goals that you want to get to, is to get you in motion, it's not, it's not necessarily to hit the actual goal, so I always say like, done is better than perfect, because so many times we get held back from that fear of actually hitting that goal. There's three possibilities. You either hit the goal, you have surpassed the goal, or you fail. And the most valuable thing that you can do is actually fail. Mm. Because that's where you learn the most lessons, right? Mm-hmm. It's when you hit the goal that you think like, oh, okay, cool. This is smooth sailing. Like this can happen. Like there's really no bumps to overcome. But when you fail, that's where all the lessons are learned. Of course, you want to surpass your goal and you will, but... Failing is not necessarily, it's not a bad thing, right? We have this fear of failure, but I've actually been doing market research calls and a lot of people actually have a fear of success.
1: I was just gonna say that. I think it's so much more prevalent, the fear of success. That's what I see the most. And can you talk about that a little bit, right? Like, cause most people are gonna be like, hold on a second, I'm not really afraid of success. Like that is not really true. That's not me. And I will tell you, like I was there, and I have experienced this, replayed this game over and over again. And so let's talk about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. So the fear of success, is something that I have come up as well. Well, for myself and also with, like I said, I've been going back because I've been tweaking and focusing more on fear and courage. And that's what I love talking about. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to pivot my business and focus more so on that. So I've been doing market research calls and stuff and what's been coming up which I suspected, but I still love hearing it from other people, is that fear of success and what that relates to through conversation. When I say, okay, so it sounds like a fear of success, they're like, no. And then they'll explain a bunch of things. And I'm like, you know, they realize, oh, shit, it is a fear of success. Because they don't realize that that fear of moving forward or that fear of the expectations being more or that fear of taking them away from their family and not having time because they associate success with more time working on their business which if they're working on their business more they're going to spend less time with their family which is the whole reason they started their business was to spend more time with their family so now it's taking them away from that so it's this whole domino effect or this fear that success means that I'm going to have to take care of my extended family or everyone's going to come to me for money or the idea that success is heavy right it means more responsibility Mm -hmm. or the idea that success means that people will expect more than them, or it means they're going to be more visible, or it means that, you know, it's almost like when you win the lottery and people start calling you out of the blue, like that's the idea that they have with their definition of success. Because again, it's all about your definition of success, right? yeah. Yeah. And most people, it means like standing out and sticking out. Whereas most of us want to, Yes, of course, we want success, but we kind of want to stay behind the scenes and not be seen, right? So I always say, too, like, I help you be seen, heard, and hired, right? But without people knowing who you are or what you do or how you can help them, then you're not going to create that impact that you want or that income that you want because nobody's going to know who you are. So they associate this internal struggle with, yes, I want to be known, but I don't want to be seen. So it's that bit of that oxymoron and and that fear of, you know, getting close to people and then having disappointment or like there's all of these reasons lead to this fear of success.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think you hit the nail on the head, like with what I see with my clients and even what I have personally experienced. Right. And that is like the more clients that you get, the more time that it's going to take to service them, right? And not necessarily true, right? Like, also, one of the things that I found really helpful when I'm working on these blocks and these limiting beliefs is like, okay, is it always true, right? Like, can I find proof that this is actually not true? And even in my own business or with other people, it usually starts with other people first. And then usually I start to see the signs in my own business, right? But I think you know, more responsibility, more hours worked and overall like more stress. And so I think like when you're looking at that person that you want to emulate or like you want to have a business like theirs or you want to be a millionaire, right? Like what are the things about that millionaire that you're like, yeah, but I would never want that or like, I don't know if I could really do that. Those are the blocks. Those are the things that you have to work through in your beliefs because you're automatically associating or assuming that they have that thing. Right. So, example, like I don't really want to be as rich as Oprah because I don't know if I could keep up with my family. Right. Like she's like a single woman and so different. Right? <laughs> like, and I know that's like a super extreme example, but I think that is really what comes up for people. Do you agree?
0: Absolutely. And again, that's part of the whole, You know, and this is another lesson too I learned at the event because there's so many things that we know in theory, but then to experience it is when it kind of like clicks because now you're experiencing it firsthand. And it's the idea that you assume that what you see, whether it be in social media, whether it be video or reading someone's blog or whatever, you already form beliefs around these people's lives or who they are as a person or kind of lifestyle they lead or whatever. And then exactly like you said, you think like, oh, I would not want to be, you know, as big as that person because I don't think I can deal with all the attention or I don't think I can deal with everything that's on her plate because I'm sure she has a lot on her plate. And for me at the event, it's like you meet these people in person and it's like, they have a team. There are people, it's not just them, but we're assuming like, oh my God, they have, I don't know how they do it all, you know? And it's like, you can't do anything alone. That's been a huge thing, especially being a single mom, too. It's like, for me to even go to this event, I had three people tag teaming, like I learned to to line up three people in order to watch my daughter while I was away. And my plans fell through, like my first two people fell through. And so it was a week before the event. And I had to like, you know, my sister in law took the day off, and then my sister tagged in and then her dad. So it's like, You can't do anything alone. The moment that you let go of that notion of like, I'm an independent woman, because that was me. I'm not going to lie. I'm an independent woman. I can do this shit myself. I don't need anybody. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, right. That is so true. And I think that's like a big mindset shift for probably everybody listening. And part of the work that we do, right, is like, okay, we have to step into the leadership role. And I'm not going to lie. I have people helping me and I still need more help. (laughs) There are still areas that I need to outsource more and there are things that I'm doing that I don't need to be doing. And part of that is having the courage to give those things up and also trusting that they can do a great job too. And also another part of that I think is also owning that like other people can have responsibilities besides myself, right?
0: Yeah. And it's funny how it keeps coming up. It's like courage and trust. They do go hand in hand. So giving up a portion of what you do in your business and trusting that that person can can do it to your standards. And if they can't, that they'll figure it out or they'll come and ask you and then you can work it out and be like, no, actually, this is how I kind of like it. Because, you know, when you're hiring someone new, they're still getting used to your style or something. Right. But it's like you'll just work it out as opposed to expecting that they are a replica of you. And thank God they're not a replica of you because they have their own ideas too that they can come to you and be like, hey, have you ever thought of doing it this way? It's like, shit, never thought of that. Thank you. Yep, totally. Let's try that. It does take a team. It does take a tribe to raise a family and to raise your business, right? So yeah, having the courage to ask for help and knowing that it actually takes more courage to ask for help than it does to not.
1: Yeah. And I think on the topic of courage, it seems in my mind to really flow with like the levels of impact that we have, right? And I know you talk about impact, I have the three levels of impact. One is like impacting your own life, right? like helping yourself through your service. And then another level is having a team that helps you and therefore you impact their life because you're providing work to them. And then another level is like your clients, right? And so It also takes courage to do all of those, right? It takes courage to help yourself because a lot of times we're so stuck in our brain. (laughs) And then it takes courage to hire a team and have help and ask for help. I know we've talked before, but like both of us have help with like groceries and stuff. And I know that seems Mm -hmm. trivial, but like that makes a big difference, right? Totally on the grocery scene because I hate grocery shopping.
0: And I don't enjoy cooking, so I get these, like, pre-made meals that I I do have to cook them still, but I don't have to do grocery shopping. And people look at me and go, oh, my God, isn't that so expensive? And I'm like, and again, this is part of those limiting beliefs, right? That if you have something that makes your life easier, then it's going to cost so much. And it actually doesn't. I save money by getting these because I'm buying less groceries that I'm going to end up throwing out because... I'm buying them, thinking I'm going to make something, and then I don't. So really, I just focus on the fruits, like kind of like the snacks. So my fridge looks empty because I'm used to seeing this full fridge of stuff. And that's how it is if you think of your life in general. It's like we have this stuff that makes us feel like we have these enriched lives. And it's like it's just there. You don't actually need it. So once we get to eliminate this stuff that's blocking if you think of it like metaphorically, right? Like it's literally blocking, now I'm going to get all woo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we do that on here yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm like, it's literally blocking this flow of energy and that's what's keeping you stagnant because you think that, oh, you need more stuff to make things work and you don't. It's actually eliminating stuff that helps. Like I've given away like 80% of my wardrobe Because it was just stuff that was sitting there, you know, or like my daughter's toys or cleaning up your desk. Like it's literally stopping, it's blocking that flow of energy. And it was the same with my fridge and and my groceries and stuff. So people automatically think like, you know, I get it. There is a price to convenience, but it actually works out to be less in the long run. And we get so stuck in our patterns, right, that we just keep, well, of course, Isn't that what everyone does? You go to the grocery store, you buy groceries, you come home, you make dinner. Like, that's just what it is. There's no other way.
1: But what if there was another way? Totally. And for me, like, I don't have a service like that. I do enjoy cooking. But I had my nanny going to the store. And at one point, I had a nanny that cooked. And then I went to a nanny that didn't cook. But having my nanny go to the store for me saved me so much money on, like, In Spanish, we call them antojitos, but like things you want that you don't actually need, but like they're at the store, they're like three bucks or five bucks. And you're like, let me just throw that in. And next thing you know, your cart is full of stuff. Your bill is three times what it would have been if you would have just stayed with your list, right? And yeah, you can stay with the list and have discipline and all that, but also that's also taking energy and time. And so for me, I would rather pay my nanny a few dollars an hour to go do that for me, then for me to go to the store, use my discipline there, I could be using my discipline on doing my follow ups and doing my sales process and doing my marketing, right? So it's also like a decision of where is your energy, because that's ultimately what will grow.
0: Right. And of course, as you're saying, like those $3 things here and there, I'm like, yeah, and then you have your kid there too, right? Mommy, I want this. Mommy, I want to try this. I'm like, no, we don't need that or like, whatever. But yeah, totally. And then have people, they're like, well, how do I face my fear? Or how do I move past this? Like, I'm scared shitless. Like, I don't know what to do. Because then when we come up against this fear of like, oh, launching a program, right? It's like you have this idea of launching a program. And then you come up with every excuse why it's not your time yet, why it's not ready, because somebody else has something similar, or it's just not the right time in your life right now, you're not ready for it or whatever. And then you don't move forward. And it's like, that's a common thing people ask me like well how do i move forward right when i'm scared shitless and as much as like in the entrepreneurial space especially i guess in the coaching world there's so many things that being thrown around of like what to do or what not to do or whatever and i think a lot of us take that for granted without actually doing the work and that's so important it's literally doing the freaking work because we could read things and be like oh journal about how you feel. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I can tell you right now how I feel. But it's like, there's power in actually taking the time for yourself to literally do the work. And we did actually a lot of that at the event, which I thought was amazing, because it wasn't just, okay, let me just sit here and listen to a bunch of inspirational speeches and be like, yeah, rah, rah, rah. It's like, no, we were actually doing the work. And some of it, you're like, yeah, I've done this before, but doing it again, because now you're a different person. So even if it's something you did six months ago about whatever, like maybe your fears, right? Or where is it that you feel like you're less than or what's depleting you right now or whatever, right? And I literally created this six steps. And it's really just like journaling prompts. And I'm, I don't mean to downplay it, but there's so much power in actually taking the time and doing the work yourself, writing it out, talking it out. I'm a big talker, I talk to myself. But when it comes to really doing the deep, deep stuff, I will write it out. And again, the perfectionist will be like, how do I write it? What's the format? And there is none. It's just free flow. Like whatever comes to you is what you actually write out. Like, what is it you're afraid of? And don't just say, oh, I'm afraid of success. You know, like literally digging deeper. What does success mean to you? What does it trigger in you? What would your life be like if you were successful? Like literally those deeper questions and answering that is so freaking powerful. I think it gets discounted, like a lot of people don't recognize the power in that. And so they're constantly skipping over it, moving forward, looking for that magic pill, looking for that magic bean, right? Well, who is that jack and the beanstalk? You know, the magic bean. And just like, I don't have time for that, just kind of pushing their way forward. Whereas if you just stop and actually look at yourself, like look within, that's, exactly where you're going to find it because there is no and again I know it sounds so cliche there is no magic pill but there really isn't and I know this because I've done that I've been throwing money like here and there like yeah yeah give me the answer you know and it's like you are your answer
1: but you have to do the work yeah I could not agree more and I think you can take any single strategy Mm -hmm. any single strategy and it will work for you if you work it
0: exactly but people are like throwing money at the strategy it's like okay but you still have to implement it you still have to do the
1: work totally and in all areas right so there's like here's why it gets overwhelming so quickly is because we're running a business right we have to do marketing we have to do sales we have to do leadership for our team we have to keep track of all of those moving parts and guess what going back to you cannot do it alone, Mm -hmm. but you need somebody to help you to implement those basic things because the strategies are out there, but are you doing them? Exactly. Are you doing the mindset work, like the actual work, like the journaling, the meditating? I had read this thing called the peace process right now. I'm reading a book called the abundance code. It's so good. And in it, he has this peace process and not to get too into the personal stuff, but my husband had like a little, not like a little temper tantrum this morning because one of the doors was open, whatever. So it was small, but it was something that I was like, hey, I can practice this new thing that I've been reading in the book. I'm gonna go and actually do it. And at first I was like, yeah, I can kind of like go through the motions and do it right now, but I really gave myself the space and the time to actually implement it. And I kid you not, I felt peaceful afterwards and it was completely transformative. And so, yeah, I could have been like, let me read through the book again or let me make sure I'm doing it right or let me half ass it. Or I could have been like giving myself the space to actually do it and then have the discipline and the courage and like the confidence in myself to do it.
0: Yes. And I love that. And that's what I always say too. Like whenever I need to practice my courage, I put myself in those situations. I know you didn't put yourself, but you recognize that it was an opportunity for you to practice what you were just reading about. And that's important too. It's like taking the time and taking the opportunities to practice, to put into motion. Even though if you're not 100% sure, but it's that awareness, right? Because awareness precedes change. So if you became more like, hmm, I'm going to put this into practice right now. What a great opportunity. Let me figure it out. Like, you did it, right? Was it 100%? Probably, probably not. But who knows? You learn more by actually doing it. Like, you're not going to learn to swim by watching a YouTube video, right? You're going to learn to swim by getting in the water. Like, you can watch the YouTube video, take pointers, but you actually have to do it. So it's like there's that practice part. So you're reading the book and now you're implementing what you read in that book. So it's the same thing. Like sometimes I still have people that trigger me. So I will interact with these people that trigger me to practice certain things that I am learning. And become aware of the thoughts going through my mind or the emotions that I'm feeling. Or how like it just feels in my body. So I put myself in those situations on purpose to recognize the signs and recognize what I'm feeling so that I can lean in and figure out, okay, am I leaning in or am I leaning back? Like, what is it? So yeah, it's all about, you know, you're putting into practice, like right away, what it is that you're reading about, which is again, so important, right? You can read books till the cows come home, but if you're not doing anything about it, nothing's going to change.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's exactly like business, right? Like, Is there something you learned or that you know you need to be doing, but are not actually doing it? That's where the lack of integrity, I feel like really hurts our confidence, right? It's like, oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to be delegating. Oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but I'm not actually doing it. And then our confidence is really in the dump because we're not doing all the things we know we want to do and that we need to do, right? And so I think moving forward, it's not only like, did I do it once, but did I continue to do it, even when I didn't feel like it, or even when I was like, I don't know if I should do it today, or like, in two, three weeks, when things are going to keep coming up. And so are you using the tools that you already have?
0: Yeah. And that's when you know, like, okay, I'm avoiding something. Okay, what is it? And it's literally you know, go back to, like, for me, I go back to the same six steps. Okay, like, what is it that I'm afraid of? Like, for every situation that I find that I'm avoiding now, I'm like, okay, these are these questions that I ask myself, like, what limiting beliefs is it bringing up? You know, when did I start believing, like, whatever. And I literally go through that every time I find myself avoiding something, because avoidance is a sign of there's a fear there. There's an underlying fear there. What is it you're afraid of? Are you afraid of a conversation? Are you afraid of a sales conversation? Are you afraid of what other people are going to think if you ask for this money? Are you afraid of, you know, like there's just so many. Are you afraid of what your family's going to think if you just put it out there? Because those are huge. Those are very common things, right? Are you afraid of what your old co-workers are going to think? That was a big one for me. Oh my God, I have some old co-workers with friends on Facebook. What are they going to think of me if I go on video? You know, are they going to be like trolls. No,
1: that was a fear of mine. Can I tell you, I've gotten all support from them. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I love that. Okay, please tell us you have this resource for us.
0: <laughs> oh, the six steps. Yeah, yeah, I
1: totally do. I do. I
0: do. Yeah, it's my latest opt in thingy that I have going on yet.
1: Okay, so everybody, we're gonna put it in the show notes, just click on the show notes page for this if you're on any podcast player it should come right up it shall be right there and then we'll link to it in the show notes section yeah perfect okay so is there anything else that you think like somebody who is in business and is really struggling with courage needs to do like today to get going and stepping into their courage more
0: Honestly, I'm like these six questions that'll be in the show notes is going to be your starting point for like right now. The only other thing that I want to remind you of and whether you need to use it as, you know, an affirmation or whatever is, again, courage and confidence go hand in hand. And we're always hardest on ourselves. We always put ourselves last, so to speak, especially if we have children. But even if we don't. And the one thing I always say is love yourself as much as you love your children and if it's not your children as much as you love maybe your partner or someone else because we always tend to love somebody else more than we love ourselves and that's where we lack that confidence because we feel like oh I'll do this for someone else but if it were for me to like we always break promises to ourselves right and whether that promise be oh I'm gonna do these follow-ups right it's so easy for us to be like yeah I'll do those follow-ups tomorrow but if we promise someone else that we do these follow-ups we have to make sure that we do it for them. Like it's so much easier to break promises for ourselves. So I always say love yourself as much as you love your children or as much as you love insert this other person kind of thing.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. So it all goes back to like loving ourselves enough to use our systems and to do the work.
0: Right. Because that's where that confidence comes from, right? It comes from knowing that we are firm. We are strong in ourselves so that we can show up as ourselves. And again, trust that we can handle whatever comes our way because that fear of, you know, the trolls or that fear of that judgment is very prevalent. Like it's very real for us. So if we love ourselves, we know that this is who we are. So if somebody says something about, oh my God, you said like so many times, or you said, um, I'm like, yep, I sure did. You know, and just standing in it and being like, okay, it's okay. I know that it's not an insult, like not to internalize it and take it personally because, whatever somebody else says, it's a reflection of their own insecurities. Oh my gosh.
1: Yes. Love it. Okay. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and we will definitely link in the show notes. So be sure to go and get your six questions to work through to help you increase your confidence.
0: Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much. This is fun. I mean, you know, I could talk about this ship forever, but <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Head on over to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com where you can find an arsenal of videos, blog posts, and previous podcast episodes to help you increase your profit and impact. Again, impactdrivenentrepreneur.com and click on blog. Enjoy.